You're listening to Rama for Today. Never talk defeat. I don't know about you, but I don't believe in failure. I don't believe in defeat. I don't believe that God is a God of failure. Do you believe he's a God of failure? No. I don't believe he's a God of defeat. And we are children of God, then we ought to be children of failure. I believe God's a God of victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe God's a God of success. I believe God's a God of prosperity. I believe God's a God of, of plenty. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Tomorrow's the last day for this special offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan. Words will make you a victor or keep you a captive. If you want to be victorious, then start speaking victory words. Words like this, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Words like this, this is the victory. This is the victory, the Bible said, that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Words like this, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Words like this, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. Words like this, if God be for us, who can be against us? Words like this, my Father is greater than all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Words like this, the name of Jesus has authority and power on earth, in heaven and under the earth, among men, angels, and demons. And that name belongs to me. Glory to God, and that'll make you a victor. But your words can keep you captive. Keep on talking about how I'm defeated. Poor old me. I've tried and tried, just looked like everything's against me. I can't make it. The devil just this. Just keeps me sick all the time. Keep on talking like that and you'll stay like you are and get worse. Amen. You see, friends, actually, if you are defeated, you're defeated with your own lips. I know a lot of times people lay it off on the devil. They'll lay it off on somebody else. You know, fellow Christians, sometimes they'll even lay it off on the preacher. But we might as well get down to brass tacks. If I'm defeated, if you're defeated, you're the one, I'm the one that's responsible for it. Because you're defeated with your own lips. There's another verse in Proverbs that I like been a favorite of mine for a good many years. Proverbs, the sixth chapter and the second verse. It has to do with what I'm talking about, words. Thou art snared, it said, with the words of thy mouth. Proverbs 6, 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. The margin of my King James translation reads, Thou art taken captive with the words of thy mouth. Somebody put it like this. I read this many years ago. You said that you could not. And the moment that you said it, you were whipped. You said that you did not have faith. 
and doubt rose up like a giant and bound you. You're imprisoned with your own words. You talked failure and failure held you in bondage. For as Proverbs 6, 2 said, Thou art snared, thou art taken captive with the words of thy mouth. Now as believers and as Christians, never talk failure. Never talk defeat. I don't know about you, but I don't believe in failure. I don't believe in defeat. I don't believe that God is a God of failure. Do you believe he's a God of failure? No. I don't believe he's a God of defeat. And we are children of God, then we oughtn't to be children of failure. I believe God's a God of victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe God's a God of success. I believe God's a God of prosperity. I believe God's a God of, of plenty. God is a spirit. Jesus said he was, and he is, didn't he? Remember speaking to the woman, the fourth chapter of John's gospel, woman at the well of Samaria? That moment, you know, Samaritans were half-breed Jews. And they said, you know, she said, the Jews say you have to worship God in Jerusalem. Our forefathers worship God in this mountain. What do you say about it? Jesus said, the time has come and now is that they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. For he said, God is a spirit. Well, I don't believe that he's a spirit of poverty. I think the devil sold one on us on that one. The church world as a whole. Bless the Lord. I remember my wife and I, when we first got married, almost 42 years ago, over 41 years ago. And right about this time, the month of June of 1939, we accepted the pastor of a little church in the north, in the black land of north central Texas. Well, we'd only been married a few months. And when I'd married, my dad-in-law had said, because I rented, I pastored a different church at that time from the community where they lived. And, and I rented a room from one of my board members and stayed with him because the church had no parsonage. When you get married, just move in here, you see. We have plenty of room. And uh, he was a farmer in this community, and he said, uh, uh, you know, board and room won't cost you anything. What the church pays you, just save it up to help get started in life. So, you see, we, we didn't have any furniture. We didn't have any housekeeping utensils and so on and so forth. So we moved into this party. They had a little furniture in this party. It wasn't fully furnished. The pastor had left about half of the furniture belonged to him. He moved what belonged to him, of course. And there was a little bit of furniture left there, but not much. And, and no dishes. And no cooking utensils. Well, we had just been married about six months, and they would given us a shower in this other church, and we would got a few cooking utensils, not many, but a few. And a few little odds and ends and dishes, but no set of dishes. You know, 39, those were depression days. I don't know if anybody can remember that far back or not, but brother, it wasn't like it is now. And uh, so we, we didn't have much. Tell you the truth about the matter. There was a table in the kitchen and a stove in this parsonage, but no chairs. 
And so I got me an apple box. You know, they, had, they made them out of wood in those days, not paper, pasteboard. And, and a couple of them. And we sat on those apple crates. And we didn't have plates. So we got, a, I think we had one plate from the wife and I got me a bucket lid. <laughs> and we didn't have a full setting of knife or fork and a spoon, you know. We had to pass the knife back and forth. Ain't got but one. Did happen to have two forks. No cups at all. Did have a few odd glasses. So we could drink water. But no cups. But some of the dear members with a giant picture in their mind of how big God is <laughs> came bringing in some cups and saucers and every single one of them was cracked. <laughs> we can't use them. I thought maybe you could. That's the idea of people's God of God. He'll take the hand-me-downs and whatever you can slough off a little here and there if it's not important. No, we just bundle them all up and throw them away. If they couldn't use them, why well, God can't use them. And God's people can't use them. Amen. And I just enjoyed myself throwing them against the wall and breaking them up. <laughs> Some way and other people have got the idea God's a God of poverty. That we ought to all be poverty stricken. We're not. God is a spirit. He's not a spirit of poverty. He's a spirit of plenty. Hallelujah. He's not a spirit of sickness and disease. He's a spirit of healing and health. Are you listening to me? Now start believing that, and you'll start speaking different words. He's not a God of failure. I don't believe God is a failure. You think he is? No, sir. No, sir. He's not a God of defeat. He's a God of success. He's a God of, of victory. And I'm his child. I'm in his family. I'm not in a defeatist family. I'm not in a failure family. Glory to God. I'm in a family of success. I'm in a family of victory. Look at it. Just look at it. I mean, you don't have to have too much sense. Just enough to do a little bit of thinking and see. Look at the country where the gospel's gone. The light shined in. You'll see how it brings them out of defeat, poverty, and failure into success. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources. 
Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Yes. We got a special offer. It's Dad's uh, two CDs on how you can know the will of God. Yes. I remember whenever I was 17 and I was trying to decide whether, you know, I knew God was dealing with me. I went to him and talked to him about so he gave me books and stuff about the will of God. <laughs> he wouldn't right. even talk to me. He didn't have, he these, didn't have these books. He didn't have the these CDs. Uh, these CDs back then. Yes. He wouldn't even talk to me. No. He said, you've got to find the will of God for yourself. Absolutely. I can't tell you. You have to do it. That's and right. these are great tapes. This is a message I preached some years ago, but I think it's one of the best messages I ever preached, a place called there. Yes. At the place called there, there's where God's going to meet you. Not where you want to go, but where he tells you to go. It's based on Elijah there in 1 Kings 17th chapter. And then my book, God's Physicianing System, GPS. You know, we live in a fast-paced world. Yes. And sometimes if we're not careful, we don't hear the voice of God. Or we're doing so many things that we don't listen to his yeah. voice. So it's so important you know, to listen to the voice Everybody's got these GPSs now. Yes. And saying something to one of my grandsons, they don't even know how to read a map. I know. They know how to it's read a map. They, they, they go there. Oh, I just plug it in and they, they, I don't have to have a map. And it said. doesn't always take you the right no, way. No, it doesn't. I, but we were in Dallas here. Oh, it's been a while back now. And you plugged it in the GPS uh-huh. and, and it was taking it. I said, that's not the way to go. And I it said, wasn't. It was you, the wrong way. <laughs> grew up in that area. So that's right. That. That's Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.